What's going on, everyone? This is Griffin McDonald, the host of Fit Check, a podcast about personal style and the stories behind them. This is Griffin McDonald, the host of Fit Check, a podcast about personal style and the stories behind them. And this week, I'm very excited about our guest. Uh, it is Jesse Hamilton, a stylist based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, who has worked with the Garnet Media Group before. She did a spread in the summer 2020 issue of Garnet and Black Magazine about the death of gender norms. So that's going to be the main topic of discussion today. We're also going to be discussing how Jesse might be breaking gender norms in her own personal style and how she got started in fashion and what she's doing now. So Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so just, we do this every episode, first segment, as always, a quick fit check. Hit us with what you're wearing today, where you got them, what brands, whatever. Okay. So today I have on a pair of jeans that I got from my dad that he had in like the eighties. Um, they've just been sitting in like the top of his closet. So I went ahead and stole them from him. (laughs) Um, they're really big oversized. I like to wear a lot of men's jeans, um, just cause I like the fit of them better. So, um, that's what I have on the bottom. And then I have a white button up top on just like a classic button up. And then on top of the button up, I have a little white lace bralette. Um, that's just kind of like to add a little bit of a different shape to it. Um, nice. Yeah, and that's what I have on. All of my pieces are secondhand. I like to shop secondhand mostly. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, to get into what I'm wearing, like, I like to thrift as well. Um, by this point, everyone who's here knows that. Uh, this is a thrifted shirt with an added hole in the shoulder, if I can find it. Where is it? Somewhere up here. Um, necklace I'm usually wearing and then bandana on top just because my hair is ridiculously long right now and I need a haircut just to keep it off my forehead Uh, and then a pair of thrifted Wrangler jeans that I cropped um, just to give a better fit and then a pair of Basswegian black and white loafers on the bottom so pretty pretty chill today for people who don't know what gender norms are just go over like what gender norms are in fashion and maybe like how people are breaking them just real quick sure um so gender norms in fashion It's basically like the idea that there are specific items of clothing that are meant for specific genders. So for example, uh, one could be like dresses for women or suits for men Um, and how people are breaking them. I guess, man, I would say people have been breaking gender norms in fashion for kind of as long as fashion has been around, I would say. Um, Obviously at a lower scale, I think that now we're seeing it be a lot more accepted in society. Um, but you look at people like Grace Jones, people like Elton John, who have like always been breaking gender norms. Um, and then more recently, for example, like the November Harry Styles uh, in Vogue mm-hmm. um, or Billy Porter, who always shows up to events um, looking fabulous. Yeah. I, uh, I'm new to this topic and the first time I ever like really kind of looked into it, cause I've, I know, I knew about it from the first time I think I ever saw a, a man wearing a dress was 
I think Young Thug on his album in 2015, Jeffrey. And that album cover is super cool. I loved it. Um, but I didn't know it was Young Thug. I thought it was just a random, like, I thought it was a, a woman. I was like, oh, it's Young Thug. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, again, most recently, Harry Styles on Vogue. I thought it was really cool. Um, so when I read the um, year spread in the 2020 issue, I, it was super interesting, and I want to learn more. Um, so I'm really excited for, for uh, this interview. But one thing I want to get into just really quickly going off that is um, just how, I guess, how the general public is perceiving this because I know that all my friends are like, okay, cool, Harry Styles wore a dress, looks really cool, looks great, whatever. But then there are some people who are like, I hate that Harry Styles is wearing a dress, like whatever. I mean, I don't really understand why people are so uncomfortable with it. So why do you think people are are uncomfortable with Young Thug and Harry Styles and, and all these people wearing dresses as a man? Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And I agree. I, I I kind of felt the same way where in my circles, everybody was like, oh, that's great. Like, good for him, you know. Um, and then I was kind of surprised a little bit to see um, that there was so much backlash, especially like for the Harry Styles one, which was quite recent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I think that there's always going to be backlash when people are you know, breaking norms because people are so comfortable with norms. And I guess that's why they're a norm um, because people are comfortable with them. Yeah. So I think it's, it's really a process um, where the more people are exposed to this, the more they become accepted. Um, so it's really, it really is about just like exposure. Um, I think that most people don't necessarily have a bad like a bad place in their heart and that's not where they're coming from I think it's mostly just you know they're not used to it and so they don't really know how to react um yeah so I really think that things are changing and I think that we've like seen things change over the past long time yeah um but it's still it's still a process and it still is changing Mm -hmm. do you think you could see uh these kind of uh getting out of your comfort zones, like men wearing dresses, uh, guys or, or women wearing suits, stuff like that being completely normalized anytime in the near future. Cause I definitely can see it happening. If people like Harry Styles, people like Young Thug, Elton John keep, keep pushing the, the norms away. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, I think that it's really interesting to see how, um, like fashion trends and fashion norms kind of disseminate across society I think that normally the way that it happens, in my opinion, is um, there's kind of like street style trendsetters and then high fashion and celebrities take from that. And then it becomes seen by a larger portion of society and becomes more accepted by that larger portion of society. So I think that the more people see it in celebrities, the more people see it from like people they look up to, the more it becomes normalized in regular society. Mm -hmm. But it's also... Like people in, you know, just normal people, I guess, also will start dressing this way. I think that a good example that's not necessarily like exactly the same, but recently in some Montreal high schools, um, I'm from Canada for anybody who doesn't know that, (laughs) um, Montreal high schools, there was uh, recently some kind of almost like a protest where a bunch of the boys at these schools uh, wore skirts as a way to show that um, girls' dress codes shouldn't be different than guys' dress codes Mm. in schools. Um, 
And it was really like quite normalized in the school. It was all the guys in the school were doing this. It wasn't anything that like was that big of a deal to them, but it did get a lot of uh, like national news coverage because people were like, oh, this is really great. This is something that's the future, you know? Mm, That's really cool. I don't think, I mean, just be going to a, a, a like, a Southern, an SEC school, I, I really don't think you're going to see many guys wearing dresses. So, but you said it was normalized in, in, in Montreal or at least that high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a protest, but it was also like they were doing it for a while and it wasn't really like I was, I was reading a bunch of the interviews with some of the students and they really were acting like it was a normal thing. Normal thing, huh? Are there any differences between, I guess, American fashion culture and Canadian fashion culture? Just because I have no clue if there is. Just coming, just because you're Canadian. Yeah. Um, like, I think generally it's pretty similar. I think that we have the same kind of, like, you guys have sort of north and south is very different. Mm-hmm. I think for us it's more um, like east and west is different than central Canada. Um, so I think that I would kind of equate central Canada a little bit more with like southern the United States um so where I am which is more east it's it's more accepted there there's more um I think kind of like breaking of norms um and in the west there would be more breaking of norms but I think that more in the center it's a little bit more traditional Hmm. so it would take a little while for um like areas in the middle to kind of accept that I believe yeah Hmm. Okay, well, that's cool. That just gets rid of the first uh, kind of thing I wanted to talk about, going over gender norms and stuff. Um, now, shifting more t- towards uh, uh, you, how did you get started in fashion, and, and what are you currently doing? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I've always been interested in fashion. I think um, even when I was younger, my parents used to call me like a little fashionista. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my first job that I wanted was to be a fashion designer when I was like quite young. I- I've just always liked clothes I guess Mm -hmm. um and then as I grew up I kind of like went away from wanting to work in fashion um when I was in high school I was really set on being this like businesswoman Mm -hmm. um and then kind of after high school I guess I realized that I didn't have to like set my sights on something that I wasn't super passionate about um and I sort of like rediscovered my passion for like the business of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now what I'm doing, I'm a student. So I go to Ryerson University in Toronto um, and I'm studying marketing and I'm also uh, doing a certificate in fashion coordination and styling. Um, so that would be kind of how I'm getting my fashion education. Nice. Uh, I do styling work. I'm a writer for um, a Ryerson based magazine called Style Circle. Um, and I focus a lot of my work on more like responsible fashion. So socially and environmentally responsible fashion. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to right now. Nice. Um, so we had a guest on, uh, I, I think two weeks ago, one of my really good friends, um, Colleen Morrison. She, she's also into environmentalism and like sustainable fashion. Um, and I did a little research on you just before the interview, just really quickly. Um, so you're, you're a member of uh, fashion takes action, which is a great organization about, uh, um, you know, sustainable fashion and stuff like that. Um, so just trying to go on that, like what, I mean, just a basic question, what are some of your favorite brands or what are your, some of your favorite, some of your favorite ways, excuse me, to kind of 
buy sustainable fashion, some of your, some of your favorite brands and some just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I really am like a big fan of secondhand shopping. I've always been a big fan of secondhand shopping. Um, like even before I got really into sustainability and fashion, Mm -hmm. um, just because I find that you can find like much more unique pieces and much more like interesting things. And it's honestly like more fun to shop when it's secondhand. Yeah, that is, it's a lot more fun. I can, I can definitely agree with that. It's always super fun when you find a really good piece of Goodwill or some, some, some like that. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, has, so how is your personal style? Did you get into like sustainability and, and stuff like that recently? Or has that always been a thing for you? It's always been a thing for me. I've always been kind of an environmentalist. Um, but I would say it was when I was in first year university. So that would have been 2017. Um, that's when I started getting more, I started doing a lot more of my own research, um, into like the way that fashion impacts the environment. And I sort of realized that, you know, I had these two passions and they kind of contradicted each other. So I was very passionate about the environment and I was very passionate about fashion. And I realized that, you know, that didn't really go together. (laughs) Um, And then I started doing research into how I could change that and how there are organizations that are working to change that. And that's how I got involved with um, Fashion Takes Action as well, which is um, Canada's only uh, sustainable fashion non-governmental organization. Really? It's the only one? I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really? I didn't know that. (laughs) I thought they would have a lot more. Well, it's, yeah. Wow. No, so... Uh, in Canada, there are a lot more like around the world, but um, a lot of them are based in Europe, actually. It's, um, oh, okay. okay it's okay, really okay, started okay. in Europe. Okay. So besides uh, sustainability uh, being a, a, a pretty much a constant, or not a constant, kind of like shifting all the time for you, uh, how has your personal style developed over time just from like when you were in like maybe high school to, to now? It's changed a lot, I would say. I would say probably – as I got more comfortable and more confident, just growing up, you know, you, you know, get more comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. I sort of kind of started to understand a lot more of my personal style. I started to get more comfortable expressing myself with my clothes, with my look. Um, I, I think that I honestly just started to like want to have more fun with my clothes. And so I think that my personal style is really developed because I like to have fun with it. I like to not take myself too seriously when I'm getting dressed. Um, I like to wear a lot of colors. I like to wear a lot of kind of bold mm-hmm. um, pieces. Just just have fun with it. Yeah. I like, it's my favorite part of my day is getting dressed. So I say the same thing. I love it. It's the best. I say <laughs> it's that, the best. <laughs> I, it's my, I say that every episode. It's literally my favorite part of the day. I wake up, take a shower. I'm like, okay, favorite part of the day. I'm going to check in my closet, see what I'm going to wear today. It's great. Um but I also agree, like, I like I think if you're not having fun, uh, like, I think you should always be having fun when you're dressing yourself. And um, I definitely think that having fun dressing yourself is, is it gives me confidence, at least, in what I'm wearing. I think it makes me feel and look good. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a great personal style sentiment right there. Just have fun. I don't really care about what other people think. So, whatever. Um, what are your, some, some of your favorite, like, trends? Uh, you said colors, obviously, right there. You like to... Do you like to go like crazy some days or is it just like you like to keep it? I definitely like to go crazy sometimes. Nice. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, like matching colors. So I like to wear, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of color. I like to clash colors. I like to do like some monochrome looks. Um, I just, I think that 
I think that when you're really bold with your outfit choices, it like makes you more confident. So if I'm feeling a little bit off one day, I'll go like extra bold with my outfit to kind of like contradict that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that some of my favorite trends or some of my favorite like things that I wear would be, I wear a lot of oversized clothes. Um, I wear a lot of color and even when I'm not wearing color, I like to do my makeup kind of bold. So it'll like offset that. Um, I wear a lot of blazers. I would say that if there was one thing that I had to choose that would kind of like represent my style, it would be like an oversized blazer. I own a ridiculous amount of them. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I think that, oh, and also jewelry. I think that I, when even when you're not wearing like an exciting outfit, you can really make it more exciting through accessories. Yeah. So I think that that's like something that's really important to me. I own a lot of earrings. Yeah. A lot of really big earrings. I need to get more into jewelry because I only have this one ring and this and this um, necklace. I need to get. I think I need to get more rings. Next on the shopping list. I went through a, a long phase where I wore like multiple rings on all my fingers. People were always commenting. on <laughs> they're like, are you gonna punch me in the face? <laughs> yeah, they're a weapon, a weapon of mass destruction. The rings, exactly. And I would wear like huge ones. So that's funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, what? Okay, so going off just the vice versa of of some of your favorite trends. What are some of your trends that you see other people wearing that you you can't stand, you despise, you can't you can't take any more of it? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I I don't like to like trash other people's style most of the time because I think that style is something that's so personal that just because I don't necessarily like it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not good. Okay. What's Um, the, okay, let me, but I do think that, (laughs) no, well, I, I do think that there's like, you can often tell when people are just dressing because it's something that they think that they're supposed to be wearing. So I think that a lot of like the most trendy things, um, like, a lot of the times I don't really like because it just kind of feels overdone. It feels like everybody's doing it just because they think they're supposed to do it. And I think that's honestly like too bad. A lot of the time I wish that people would like dress the way that they want to more. Yeah. Well, I mean, personal style is, I think is a very hard thing to get a grasp of. It takes a long time. At least it did for me. Um, So and sometimes people just don't really know how to. I always say like start experimenting with like the the cut of stuff and then go into like certain brands that you like and certain designs that you like. Um, mm-hmm. And some people just like don't want to, which is completely fine and I get it. But, yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean it is – it took me like I don't even know, like four or five years to get where I'm at now and I'm still not even close to where I want to be. So like – And it requires effort, which not everybody like wants to put in. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody wants to – put an effort when they're getting dressed. Some people want it to be like an easy part of their day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They would much rather put effort into other things, which again is, is completely fine. I completely get it. But sometimes you just get sucked into the, the weird wacky world of fashion. You can't get out. It's like a black hole. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so going back to your personal style, um, how are you kind of breaking gender norms day to day? Um, trying to tie this back into the the first segment that we had. Um, yeah, how are you just trying to break gender norms in your personal style, whether it be clothes, accessories, makeup, like whatever? Oh, boy. I, I wear a lot of – I think I kind of mix 
clothing a lot, like clothing that's meant for whatever gender. Um, like, I mean, for example, my outfit now, I guess would be a good example with like the men's jeans that are like very obviously too big for me. Um, <laughs> and like a bralette, which kind of contradicts one another. Um, and most of my blazers, most of my pants and stuff are men's pants. I think that I don't necessarily like break gender norms all the time, but I'm, I'm very comfortable kind of going back and forth between um, like clothing that's like meant for or traditionally meant for um, men or traditionally meant for women. Um, I think that kind of the most radical way that I, I do it is just by like not really paying attention. I don't really pay attention to like the gender norms of clothes. And so that would be how I sort of break it. It's not really like a conscious thing. It's just, I wear what I like. And sometimes that's men's clothes. Sometimes that's women's clothes. Um, I think it's really interesting to see a lot of like young designers right now who are doing more like unisex uh, lines and stuff. And I think that that's kind of where the future is where it's not necessarily like you're breaking gender norms. It's just that they don't matter. Yeah. They don't really exist. Yeah. It's a made up idea. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, what are some brands that are, that are making unisex clothing or, or stuff like that? Cause I, I might want to get into that honestly. So the first one that comes to my mind is actually a Canadian designer named Spencer Badu, um, who, um, like his designs are meant to be unisex, doesn't have like a men or a women's line. Um, so that would be the first one that comes to mind. Um, I'm kind of blanking on others, but even you look at how um, there's like high fashion brands that are stopping recognizing like men's fashion week and women's fashion week, it's coming together. Uh, I think that really like unisex clothing or just general clothing is the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it is like, it's just, clothes and like there doesn't really need to be anything assigned to it per se exactly um yeah that's great i'm super interested in this topic i definitely think that uh gender norms are, are, are definitely the future or breaking gender norms are definitely the future not just gender norms sorry i messed that up um <laughs> uh but yeah um so we've talked a lot about gender norms today but i feel like the only attention that's drawn to breaking gender norms is when men break gender norms and like wear dresses, paint their nails, wear rings, do stuff like that. So I want to get the other side. What are some ways that women are breaking gender norms and wearing men's clothing or traditionally men's clothing, excuse me, um, now? Well, I think that women breaking gender norms kind of started earlier, I would say. Like you use the example of like when women didn't even wear pants and now women wear pants all the time and women didn't used to wear suits and now women wear suits all the time. Um, and even like having short hair and stuff like, which are things that, you know, historically were not things that women did. But um, I think that women started breaking gender norms in fashion earlier than men did for the most part, mm -hmm. or it became more accepted earlier at least. So I think that now we're seeing a lot more um, like attention on men who are breaking gender norms in fashion, whereas women are still technically breaking gender norms in fashion. It's just not really newsworthy anymore most of the time because, you know, you see a woman in a suit and it's, of course a woman's in a suit. Yeah. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. Whereas you see a man, in a, a man in a dress and people get upset about it. People want to talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's, even if it's a positive thing, it's more newsworthy. I mean, like, 
historically you look at do you know who grace jones is like the singer and the model from the 80s no the who, name does not ring a bell sorry oh that's okay she I, I would say she was kind of like an early pioneer of breaking gender norms but that was in the 80s and she was wearing suits and people you know thought that that was a very big deal but now it's that's just such not a big deal mm-hmm. um that that you really you really mostly notice men i would say who yeah. are breaking gender norms huh. now. I, I mean who was the first i mean was it elton john for for men breaking gender norms or has it been going on like f- for before since uh since he started addressing uh started breaking gender norms sorry i think it would have been going on before I mean, you can look at also like David Bowie. Uh, you can look at more recently people like Dennis Rodman, for example, mm-hmm. um, who's not an artist but like part of sports. Um, yeah, I think that I think that there's always been people who are breaking gender norms, um, and maybe it wasn't as accepted. And I think that maybe like Elton John, David Bowie, Grace Jones would have been examples of people who are more accepted um, who are breaking gender norms. But I don't think they would have been the first ones at all. I mean, it's we've talked about how Harry Styles like did that and wore a dress on the cover of Vogue. He was the first one, right? On he was the first man to wear a dress on the cover of Vogue, or was he the first? He was. I believe so. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. And actually, going off of Harry Styles, um, his stylist for that for that cover, who's who's named Harris Reed, would be another designer who makes clothes that are um, meant for, like, any gender. They, they're they not, like, gender-specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just another <laughs> cool thought cool, there. Cool tidbit. Um, so you, you said you're a stylist, correct? Yes. This might not be personal style, but I wanted to I – th- I wanted to piggyback this off the question before about your personal style. Do you tend to dress people – or, yeah, do you tend to dress people in kind of – pieces that maybe unisex or maybe just be completely uh if it's like you know a woman dress or dress them dress them like a, a man traditionally would be or vice versa do you find yourself doing that a lot or is it just like straight and narrow um i would say that it kind of depends on like what the work i'm doing is because sometimes like sometimes it's very specific it's kind of less up to me sometimes it's more up to me um and when it's kind of like when I'm left to my own devices, I definitely tend to dress people or like dress the models a little bit more um, like closely to how I would dress, which is kind of not really paying attention mm-hmm. to the like gender of clothing. But sometimes, sometimes um, it's you know not as much up to me, or there's specific pieces that I'm supposed to be using and stuff. And in those cases. Um, obviously I, I use the pieces I'm supposed to be using. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, have you ever had an instance where a model is like, I'm not going to wear this or like, has, has they, have they been like, I, I hate this. Like, I'm not going to wear it. Uh, no, I think that actually, you know what? Yes. But in, it was a case where the person wasn't really like, like they, modeling wasn't their job. They were just doing a favor. Um, and so in that case, like, they were a little bit less comfortable, but I think that uh, in most cases, like people who work in creative industries are a little bit like more open to kind of whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and especially like modeling, they know that 
they're there to do a job mm-hmm. and they most of the time enjoy it. Um, most of the and time. Most time is, most of, yeah, most of the time people like are okay with dressing kind of a little bit different. They, they like to, so. Jesse, uh, thank you for coming on. This is a really fun interview. I learned a lot about breaking gender norms about you, personal style, stuff like that. Um, uh, where can the people find you? Um, my Instagram is Jesse Hamilton underscore and Jesse is spelled with just an I. So J E S S I. Um, that's where you can find me you can follow us on instagram at fitcheckpod all lowercase no numbers no spaces simply just at fitcheckpod that's where we're going to be posting behind the scenes content fit pics from me and that week's guest and any other content that we like Uh, our producer is joshua teckle and this podcast is a production from the garnet media group podcast network find out more about garnet media group podcast and other student work at garnetmediagroup.org